everybody. Welcome back to another episode of This Is Marriage Podcast, bringing you unsolicited marriage advice week in and week out. I'm Porter. I'm Ashley. And welcome to 2019. Have you had to write it yet? I have not. I wrote it at the bank today, and it was easy because it's like fresh in your brain, like, ooh, new year. Yeah. It'll take a minute, and then all of a sudden, you'll be back to 2018. I don't usually write the date anymore, though. I don't write checks. I don't know who's, you know, how many people are still writing. I don't know dates. Unless but. you're in high, like high school or college or yeah, shit. I don't know. Doing smart people stuff, which we are not. So hey, I am offended. <laughs> so we are back. We had a uh, a fantastic Christmas vacation. I hope everybody out there did as well. And New Year's was just. Awesome. I was in bed by like 10.30. That's true. Ash didn't make it very far. It was unintentional too. Yeah, you were with the baby. The baby woke up at like 10. I went down to try and put him back to sleep. I laid down with him. And I put on some like soothing melodies shit on my phone. And then the next thing I remember, Porter came down at like 11.30 and said some stuff that I don't remember really. <laughs> and the rest is history. And then the next morning at like four o'clock in the morning. No, it was later than that. It was like six, wasn't it? When he woke up again? I got up at two because right. of my anxiety. Yes. He got up around six. Yeah. And then we were up for the rest of the day. Yeah. We kind of took turns trying to take naps throughout the day, but you know. And then we went to work today. Yeah. First day back for both of us after a, a long break. I hope it, it wasn't shitty. It wasn't bad for, for me. Was it bad for you, Ash? What are we talking about here? Work. Just mm-hmm. your first day back. <laughs> no, it was fine. What were you talking about? What were you talking about? Well, it wasn't shitty. <laughs> I've had worse. And to kick off 2019, first podcast back. Yeah. We are now back in the basement. Mm-hmm. We have cleaned up the basement just enough to, to get our podcast area back into play. We've been in our kitchen for the last like three months. Mm-hmm. Maybe Sent, not that long. That might the kitchen be table. An I feel like it's been that much. For those of you who listen and pay attention, tell us when we were at the kitchen table. Because I don't remember. It's been nice, though, because it's warmer upstairs than it, it is. is in the basement. It's freezing down here. I have a, a nice snug blankie. And we are chilling at our, our usual table with our podcat here, just being a douchebag, biting wires and bumping microphones. So it's going to be a long night already, I can tell it, because this, stop, this dude is just... <sighs> our cat's not cute on the podcast, no. like some other cute podcasts. Yeah, he doesn't talk on the po- the podcast. He just he bumps shit. He talks, but it's not wanted. But yeah, he's just a nuisance. So New Year, same us. I if you were expecting like a new and improved show, you know that we would have taken the time off to like brainstorm and come up with fresh ideas and you know really work on things. I'm sorry to disappoint you. We did nothing. We didn't even think about the podcast. No, until today. <laughs> well, yesterday we thought about it. Yeah. 
We had originally wanted to record one more episode in 2018 before Christmas, but we're like, nah, fuck it. (laughs) It's like trying to work or go to school, like the days leading up to a holiday, you're like, I'm just going to check out for I'm these out. days. I'm done. And, and you can tell that nothing's changed because, Ash, what is our little boy experiencing right now that he's been experiencing pretty much through every single podcast episode? Um, He's teething. Oh, my God. He's teething again. But, like, the mother load, he has... I stuck my finger in his mouth the other day and felt four little sharp poked through teeth points like molars though right well i don't know i don't know what a baby molar feels like i just felt four different little nubs little uh tooth mountains popping through (laughs) tooth mountains (laughs) okay at least so yeah it's maybe he'll just get all of his teeth and then we'll be done teething by the time he's like a year and a half he'll just have a mouthful of teeth that'll be weird to see him with Mm -hmm. teeth yeah, it'll kind of freak me out a little bit. So it this is kind of cliche tonight, and it, it's really not intended to be. It's more, I think it's it's equal parts coincidence and equal parts deliberate because for our first podcast of 2019, bum, 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 we're talking about goals. Like, oh my God, how original. 2019, it's January. Let's talk about goals like everyone else in the goddamn planet is talking about goals. And we're doing like a year in review. Yeah, but it, so it's kind of something that we have been wanting to do. And then we're just that unoriginal that we're just going to go with it and, and do it anyway. So bear with us. I hope you take something away from this. I know in the the short time that we've been preparing for this episode, I think it's it's helped me and it's made a difference in my life so hopefully it will help you in yours <laughs> you're awkward yeah well we're not drinking tonight as much i'm having a glass of wine i'm trying to become a wine person in 2019 and i, I hate wine why. it's disgusting and i'm he opens the shitty bottle of wine <sighs> that's been sitting on our pantry like, shelf in our liquor cabinet for god knows how oh, it hasn't long. even been the liquor cabinet it's been in the basement on a shelf Oh, so even better. <laughs> hasn't even made it. It's not even high enough on the shelf at at our pretend liquor store to make it. No. So there's like bottom shelf, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. This is like basement go, this is like level. Go, go in the back room and pull it out of a dusty box because nobody wants it. But we've had this bottle of wine for uh, since our old house, or mm-hmm. we we moved it. That's how much this bottle means to us. We 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 brought it with us from last house to this house, and then put it back in the basement, just like it was at the last house. I think it at least was in our little podunk little liquor area in our last house, but it's been two years. Yeah, two years since we moved, which is probably not probably. It obviously had been there before we moved. Yeah. And Porter's like, oh, you know what I feel like doing? Opening this shitty bottle of red wine. <laughs> red wine is not the wine you ease into. <laughs> I feel like white wine's a really safe wine to try and like ease into. Yeah, I don't know. I just We had it, and I was tired of seeing it in the basement, so I was like, I'm going to drink this bitch. So he opens it yesterday. Doesn't say, doesn't like prep me for it. Just comes over to me with, we each had a glass of 
wine, he hands it to me, and I was hesitant going in, and then I smelled it, and I'm like, I'm going to throw up after this. It made me not even want to take a sip. And he's like, it's not that bad. I took a sip, and I'm like, Bleh. it is that bad. <laughs> So anyway, I'm I'm drinking this bottle. I'm gonna I'm bound and determined with the little bit that I had yesterday. I'm gonna finish this bottle. I'm gonna make it happen, and I'm gonna become a wine person in 2019. Ugh. Don't drink it all in one night, because I hear the wine hangover is brutal. I've heard that too. Yeah, no, I I don't have any intention of like having a wine hangover. Yeah, like you get a there's not that headache. much left. Yeah, so. Anyway, I'm drinking a tiny little glass of shitty wine, and Ash is stone cold sober tonight, so no cocktails for Ash tonight. Yeah, one of my, I guess, goals. That's a good segue, just to, to launch right into it. Yeah, well, it's it's just just talking. Yeah, just do it. Tell us. Talking about people. <laughs> what movie is that from? Step Brothers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, for those of you who are drinking, and remember our drinking game. Take a shot. Or drink, a drink. Take a drink. That's a drink. Um, we went over to our friends on New Year's, and they're, him and his wife are kind of on again, off again, like health kicks. Yeah, kind of like we do. Like, yeah. We'll be like all gung ho for a couple months and then be like, nah, this is hard. Mm-hmm. And so she's starting kind of a strict meal thing. Like we are, or like we did, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna switch. I'll support you, and I'll I'll eat what you eat, but I'm still gonna drink. But I'm gonna cut back to like just on the weekends." And it wasn't even something I was thinking about. I was just kind of like, "Oh, that's a good idea. I should do that." So I drank on New Year's Eve until yeah, I fell did. asleep. I didn't drink that much. <laughs> no, but that's probably why you went to sleep at 10.30. I didn't drink that much. But I just decided that I'm like, eh, I don't need a drink every day. So going to switch it over to just the weekends. We'll report in next week and let you know how that goes. So far, so good. Well, it's Thursday, Wednesday. Shit. Yeah, you didn't drink yesterday. Yeah. No. What was yesterday? What did we do? Did I have work yesterday or just today? Just today, honey. It's okay. Wednesday. Well, yesterday was New Year's Day. Neither of us I'm worked. I'm on vacation mode, bro. Don't be critical. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> Neither of us worked yesterday. I had a beer after work or with dinner. Oh, you yeah. did not. Because I was fucking tired. And then I had a glass of wine. You Ugh. did not. Oh, that's probably what did it for me. <laughs> the the one <laughs> like tiny little sip of wine is like, I'm not going to drink ever again. Exactly. So... Yeah, anyway, I'm I'm 100% supportive and I will I'll bat it out of your hand like the second you try and like take a drink, I'm just going to like smash it to the floor. It's just knock it right out of your hand. Uh no, I mean thanks, but yeah. no, that's okay. So should we get into it? Let's get into Let's it. Let's do our year in review. Okay. What went well for you? We started a podcast. That I think is my favorite thing of this year as well. Last year. That's my favorite thing of last year as well, <laughs> is that we started the podcast. Um, my favorite thing is that Wild had his first birthday. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Well, it was. It's crazy being like his mom. 
just love him to death. You are the best mom. Thanks. I think you're, it's absolutely fantastic. Thanks. It's like, instead of like losing its luster, like every day it just gets it's a little better. bit better. Even when he wakes us up at like three o'clock in the morning and yeah. stays awake until forever, <laughs> it's still fantastic. It, it's been a roller coaster year for me. Um, I, well, I, I guess I left my other career in 2017. But in 2018, I got laid off. Mm-hmm. And then I did the freelance thing for a couple months. And then I got a new job yes. yeah, towards the latter part of 2018. So that was that was a pretty big roller coaster for us, in addition to starting the podcast. Yeah, it was good, though. Took on a bunch of freelance work throughout the whole of 2018, which is great until tax season. So that's going to suck. Yeah, I just um, try this thing where I pretend that it doesn't exist. Yeah, that's super healthy. That'll that'll go well in April. Yeah. Um, low points. I mean, I kind of mentioned getting laid off. I think that was a low point. What about? Do you have anything that you you would consider like if you could go back in time that you would do differently or that you want to change for 2019? And um, well, I used to. Like, I don't know how to say it. Like, not hate. I've just not liked my job. Yeah. Not the company, just, like, my position. And I, like, had this awkward, I'm the ugly duckling. I don't really fit in with my team. I don't know what changed, but the last couple months, things kind of did, like, a 180. And I'm still, like, in limbo where I want to go Yeah. my company and my career we want you to stay there but we don't know where you're gonna go yeah and i could take the obvious like path that is kind of laid out but i'm like i don't know if that's what i want to do i might take like path less traveled Mm -hmm. i don't know but it's been nice to like go to work and actually interact with my coworkers and have fun at work and be able to go I feel like I've seen a change in you just in the way that you come home from where it used to be to where you are now. Just the little bit of interactions that you have, I yeah. think, has made a huge difference in how much you And, like, enjoy going work. to work, too. Yeah. Well, and, and a big part of that is what's-her-face is gone, so... Oh, yeah. God, that was highlight of I had a coworker that was, was not fantastic, so... I she mean, we're not going to get into sucked. it, but... She fucking sucked. Yeah. Let's not beat her on the bush. <laughs> Let's beat her with a stick. But she's gone. Praise Jesus. So that's good. I mean, that's a high point, right? That's, yeah. you know, your your work has evolved. Um, what else, though? I mean, I can't be the only one that has, like, shit that didn't go well. Well, I know. I'm, I just don't have, like, a big in-your-face well, thing, like, getting laid here, off. How about your, your makeup trends, you know, your makeup thing? Yeah. That's been kind of a roller coaster. That didn't go the way you thought it would. If you could go back in time, would you do that differently? No, because I opened up other things for me that I wouldn't have ever done before. Oh, look at you. Things happen for you, yeah. not to you. Good job. So, I mean, I wouldn't have started like an Instagram trying to grow that, and I wouldn't have ever... Was done it, what I've done with my Instagram. And was can, your makeup thing the first time that you did an Instagram story? No. Or like an Instagram live where you talked on it? 
first time I ever did a live, yeah, yeah. But I've never gone live since. I've never gone live oh, just for the hell, the of, hell of being live. Like, I just don't remember you ever doing Instagram stories prior to doing the makeup. I never talked during them. Yeah. And if yeah. I did, it was like the Snapchat filter that uh-huh. made your voice change. Yeah. You never like were yourself on no. your stories. Mm-mm. So that's been good. It's like it was really good for me because it forced me to get out of my comfort zone and um there's definitely things I like regret about it. Like it still kind of eats at me to be like, ew, I was one of those like MLM girls. That's embarrassing to me. But Well, I mean I, I don't I don't think I don't want you to be embarrassed because like I've done the oil thing, like we've done the essential oil thing and I think that you went into it with the right intentions. Like you, you went into it kind of not thinking that you were going to, to sell makeup, but it was more, you wanted to do learn business. You wanted to, you know, more than anything, I think it was to build a friend group, Mm -hmm. but I I don't think that you should like be, be embarrassed about of all the different network marketing things that you could have done. Yeah. I think the one that you were in was absolutely probably one of the least awkward or embarrassing I know. You know it wasn't just, like you having to go to like your friends and be like, "Hey, I've got an opportunity for you. Invest five hundred dollars and sell the shit." Like it you, still was just something that was really outside my comfort zone, yeah. and that I've always kind of like, I don't know. It's just how my anxiety works, where I assume that if I do something that I'm not like hundred percent comfortable with or have doubts about or anything, that I assume that everyone is like pointing fingers and laughing yeah. and judging and it's just. I mean, it's just how I am with yeah. life in general. But but no, I agree with what you were saying earlier. I think that, yeah, you you couldn't have made the progress that you've made socially, like the self-confidence, like the things that you've learned on your own just for the hell of it. Like you, you, you needed that push out of your mm-hmm. comfort zone. And that's, I think, something that, you know, we can talk about um, forever is that getting out of your comfort zone – is the only way to grow. Yeah. Well, right? I started my blog. Yeah. I've been, I've had a fucking mad case of writer's block lately. And I've been trying to move away because trying to grow your Instagram is a bitch. Like I'll be the first one to say it. It's hard and you have to put in a lot of work and you have to force things that you don't necessarily like want to do. Like I would post things that I didn't love or that I wasn't, wow, this picture, this post is great. But I'm like, I need to post something every day. I need content. I need to be posting. I need to be consistent. And it's hard. And I feel like it's people can see if you're not being authentic or if you're not yeah. posting stuff that you're not proud of or you're just recycling old pictures. Like people can see through what you're trying to do. And I go back and forth because it's just, it is a chore. I still like producing content, but I a couple months ago I moved away from trying to be consistent every day or every other day to just like when I get around to it or when you feel like it. Yeah, if I have an idea then then I'll do it. And that's how I felt with the blog. I'm like, "Oh shit, I need I wrote a whole you know calendar for my blog schedule or whatever that's called <clears throat> throughout like I think I got to November when I started it. But then I'm like, cool, I have the topic, but that doesn't mean I have the content for it. That doesn't mean I have 
like it's not just going to naturally come to me because I have the title. Yeah. And so I've been trying to, that's one of the reasons I haven't published anything in a while is because I'm like, I have ideas, but I sit down and try to write them and I'm like, I don't have anything to back this idea. I don't have ideas to fill in this blog just because I have the topic. So it's taken a little break, but I still like doing it. Yeah. And that's something that you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't have done on your own just for the hell of it. No. So. And I like plan to continue with it, but I don't know. I'm excited to see where that will like evolve because I don't, even when I started it, it wasn't like, even with the makeup, like you said, it was never like, oh, I'm going to sell this makeup and make X number of money off of it. And that'll just be my life. It was always with the intention of having it push me to do something and then yeah other it was more about the, yeah it's more about the opportunities that would present like the doors that it would open yeah rather than in and of itself be the end the end goal and that's what i've always planned like with my blog but yeah so for for 2019 then what what are we going to do i've thought about this a little bit for myself like what are we going to do different like as a couple and also different like as individuals like I I kind of have things that I know for me as an individual I'm I'm not happy about mm-hmm. um and this is one of the things that we want to talk about because even though it's something that I'm not happy about with myself it's something sadly that we share as a couple as individuals within this relationship and I think that it's definitely something that has held us back from achieving you know being more successful and I think that it's something that is very, very common in a lot of relationships because I don't necessarily feel like I was this way on my own and I don't think you were either. Mm-mm. But somehow, you know, with the two of us getting together, it's kind of bred this like complacence where we aren't the uh, the ambitious people that we, we were as individuals. Um, and so the biggest thing that I don't like about kind of myself or what I'm I'm hoping to change the most in 2019 is I am a chronic promise breaker. I thought I bet you think I was going to go somewhere else with that. No. But no. <laughs> <laughs> um I I have gotten to the point and it's easily it's easy to become a habit, but I've gotten to the point where any plans I make for myself or any goals that I make for myself if there aren't other people affected by it, like immediately affected by it, I know even as I'm making those plans that the odds of me following through are like none. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as that happens, you know, it's kind of a snowball effect is you begin to break promises to yourself and that dramatically impacts your self-esteem. Like you, the more promises you break to yourself and to others, the lower your self-esteem gets Right. And then you start breaking more and more promises and then it gets worse and pretty soon you're you're finding that you're having those feelings, you know, where you feel like you're worthless because you can't follow through with anything. Yeah. And so that's that's been I think my biggest setback for the last year is that I have no confidence in myself because I I don't trust myself. I don't know, I don't trust myself to be if I say I'm going to do something that I'll do it. Whereas it's just the opposite. If I say I'm going to do something, 
I almost immediately know that I won't do it. Mm-hmm. And that leaves you feeling shitty and depressed all the time. Yeah. It's exhausting to constantly let yourself down. Right. No, and I'm the same way. Um, quit it, Fenway. <laughs> um, that's something, you know, I, like we both struggle with and something I would like to get better at too. And that's, we were kind of talking about the best way that we want to do that is to just create small attainable goals, whether it's, okay, we're going to be in bed by nine every night this week or whatever, or the last two nights we've read before bed because we're like chronic binge watchers on Netflix. Yeah, we'll just sit and, and... And it's not just the watching the TV. It's watching the TV together while we're both on our phones. And then all of a sudden it's 11 o'clock, you know, 12 o'clock at night. And it's like, should we go to bed now? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, For me, like one of my things that I guess like one of my big broad goals is I want to focus more on myself and worry less about what other people are doing because like for example I get so stressed out if I'm like okay well we need to be healthy I need to meal meal (laughs) prep or meal plan but then I of course feel obligated to make it for you because if I don't make it for you you're not going to make it for yourself And then if you are unhappy with the way you are, I feel like it's my fault because I didn't do that for you. And it creates so much stress on me and so much pressure on me that it's not even necessarily put. I put it on myself. And I do that with more things. Like as I'm learning about myself more, I'm I'm learning that I do that with a lot of things where I create unnecessary stress because I'm taking on these things when I should just be focusing on myself. I'm taking it on for other people, even without them realizing that I'm doing it. And so it's like, I, I obviously want to be supportive and be a team with certain things, but at the same time, if I want to, not eat sugar or if I want to not drink I just need to do it right and if you want to do it you can jump on board with me but I'm not going to make it my priority and my responsibility to do it for you like I feel like if I if I decide I want to cook chicken and broccoli for lunch for me I just need to do it and then if you were like hey I want to do that too yeah let's cook this together or will you do it cook me some too or something like but instead of just like taking on too much because i assume that i'm obligated to do it for other people i just i would like to get away from doing that yeah (laughs) that's our cat if that makes sense i'm kind of just rambling (laughs) i wasn't gonna say anything um See, and you mentioned that before, and that's something that I've never really understood with the food thing is because, like, I don't feel like I've ever objected to, like, I'm not that guy that you're like, well, we're going to eat turkey bacon for breakfast and 
we're gonna have chicken and broccoli for dinner you know i've never been like that like fuck that like i want real food like give me a steak i want a burger i want whatever like i don't i don't ever object to to what you cook like i'm always on board like every you make delicious meals and so i've always i feel like been supportive of if you are trying to be you know sugar free or whatever i've never resisted that like i've never pushed back on that and that's not what i'm saying well, I, I guess okay i'm saying i feel like in order like i feel like i can't just be like i'm gonna go on a diet you can obviously i'm only cooking yeah. one dinner so you can eat what you want but I feel obligated that if I'm meal prepping for lunch for myself, that I need to do it for you too. Right. And I, and I understand that. I was just thinking more about dinner because if you're cooking, if I'm typically the way things go, just so you guys like can kind of visualize this because this isn't like a, a, a total like gender role. Ash is obviously the better cook of the two of us. And so, yes, most of the meal prep or the, the dinners fall to you, right? Most of you cook, I would say, 75, 90% of the meals, whether it's lunch or dinner or breakfast or whatever. Yeah. But for dinner, I'm usually with the boy. Like I'm either like bathing him or entertaining him or playing with him or whatever else while you make dinner. Yeah. Dinner's not the issue. It's like planning for breakfast and lunch and snacks and making sure that if we're going to eat healthy and if we're going to save money... It needs to be prepped ahead of time. Right. Okay. And I I don't feel like I can just be like, well, what are you doing? Oh, I'm making eggs and turkey bacon for my breakfast for the next three days. Right. And okay. then you're just going to go to work with nothing because you're not prepping that for yourself. Right. No, like and, it's, and I understand that now. I get what you're saying now. I. And so I just need to do it instead of being so focused on worrying about how you're going to manage if you're not prepping food for yourself. Like, if I want to do it, I just need to do it. Yeah, I agree with you. You do. Yeah. No, I okay. I, totally, I thought... I, I was thinking more dinner, because I'm like, it doesn't make sense. If you're making dinner, it doesn't make sense for you to make a dinner and then be like, hey, well, I made my food. Thanks for watching the baby. No, not... Make your own dinner now. No, dinner's never been the issue. But, yeah. like, you don't... I don't meal healthy prep or myself. not. You don't take food for lunch. No, and so then you end up spending money and going out and eating. Or I don't eat. Yeah, I'll just take an Adderall and not eat lunch. Either way, it's not healthy, and so I just I don't know. It causes me unnecessary stress, worrying about how you're going to like manage or how your health and weight or whatever is going to be affected if I don't do it for you. Yeah. And I guess that's like helicopter wife in me or something, (laughs) but I need to just try and not worry so much. Well, and especially if it gets to the point where you're so stressed out over it and it's causing so much angst that you don't do it for yourself either. Like, it's not like, I I think that I do that a lot where I'm, I'm so stressed out about something that I just don't do do it at all i just shut down and i just don't don't try i just don't do it yeah well that's happened before so so yeah no i would say in 2019 you do you for sure like if you want to meal prep and do your breakfast and do lunches like and you offer and say hey i'm doing this do you want some and i'm all now nah, i'm good then cool like do you and and i'll do me yeah. um 
but no, I don't want you to feel obligated to to make me food. So, yeah. Anyways, so that's big picture, complicated one of my goals. Okay. Yeah, there was a lot to unpack there. Yeah. There's a lot going on in that one. Um, smaller goals, more attainable goals. I mean, not that that's <laughs> not attainable, but little victory goals. We started this yesterday. We started half hour or whatever before we want to go upstairs here for bed. We're drinking our nighttime tea. Yeah. I One of the things that my therapist told me is that for my the sake of my mental health, like the best thing for me is to have as much of a schedule as possible. So instead of just having your day wide open and doing whatever happens with my ADD, she's like, that will drive you crazy because you're going to take on way more than you can accomplish and you'll end up getting frustrated and de- depressed because you can't accomplish things and you're letting yourself down. You're letting other people down. You're letting time, you know, if you have goals or you have um, assignments, things that are due, you're going to not accomplish those as much as you should. And so she has said that I should have everything as scheduled out as possible. Mm-hmm. And so I've got a planner. And so that's my one of my things is to have even something as silly as, okay, it's 8.30, take the nighttime, drink the nighttime tea. Yeah. You know, and like when we podcast, it's like, hey, I'm going to block out from 8 to 10 for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to wake up at 7 and I'm going to do these things at these times so that as much as my day as possible is filled up so that I don't have to make those decisions and I don't get distracted being like, what should I be working on right now? Mm-hmm. Everything is done well in advance. Yeah, and that's another thing we did good at. We told ourselves, like, okay, we're getting up at this time. Yeah. And we did, even with Wild waking up at 2 and being a pill and somewhat sleeping in bed with us. Yeah. I was tired, and you were tired, and he was tired, and but we all got up when we said we would. And it's, you know, it's those small victories. Like, we woke up, and... I was like, you know, this doesn't feel like much because we didn't wake up like it wasn't like we woke up much earlier than normal, but we got out of bed at the same time and it was just kind of one of those reminders. It's like, this is a small victory. Like we made a promise to ourselves. We kept it. We should be celebrating that. Like that should help us, you know, with, with future confidence. Like I, I set a goal for myself today that, and, and going forward that I don't look at social media before lunch or after dinner. Mm. And there were times when I found myself, you know, pulling my phone out of my pocket and opening up Instagram and I immediately turned it off. And then after, you know, a few times of that, I stopped checking my phone. Like I stopped worrying about it because I just kind of put it out of my mind. Yeah. And so even though it was only one day, that's something that I can say. I made a promise to myself. I kept it. That's a small victory. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a deposit in my self-confidence. That's a, that's a de- deposit in my bank as opposed to the constant withdrawals of, I'm not going to do this. I do it anyway. Or I'm going to go to the gym. Never mind. I talk myself out of it. Yeah. I'm a piece of shit. So. Yeah. And another little thing, and we've kind of both done this over the last couple of days without even really talking about it, is I want to get back in the habit of like preparing coffee so that it's ready in the morning. So at night, changing the filter and putting the water in and the grind. So that when we wake up, we just turn it on. 
because there's been numerous mornings where we're dragging our asses and get out of bed late and it's like we still have to make coffee and it doesn't take that much time but it's one more thing that's prepared and it's ready it makes the morning that much easier yeah and you feel i don't know not necessarily like less rushed because if you wake up late then you're still late but that put together or something yeah well there's i i don't remember i don't know if this is real or not i've i've read this article before and i've seen it multiple places so i have to feel like there's some validity to it some you know major military officer mm-hmm. i don't know general or whatever it doesn't matter but in a in a speech like someone was like what can what is something that somebody can do to like better themselves or to become you know more disciplined or whatever else and he says make your bed the first thing you should do every day make your bed because then you've done something and you have that like dopamine rush of I've accomplished something. Mm-hmm. What's next? I can ta- if I did this, I can do do something else. And I remember reading the things on Facebook where people were like, like, fuck this guy, like all the issues that we have in the country with our military, all the concerns on his shoulders and his only piece of advice is to make your bed. Yeah. And because it's Facebook, people are shitty and and said how dumb this this article was. But I remember being like, No, I think that makes a lot of sense because it makes me feel better to have a clean room. Yeah. And to have the bed look a certain way and then it like you said about your your list is like you put li- things on your list that you've already done just so you have that pleasure of crossing things out yeah and i think that making your bed in the morning is definitely something that's like i've done this i've accomplished this thing mm-hmm. you get that little bit of boost that little bit of you know chemical release that says that you're capable of something a little bit of extra confidence and it makes the next thing that you do just a slight bit easier yeah, I, I've read that and heard that multiple times before, too. And my dad has always been a big oh, yeah. bed maker, like, getting after me for not making my bed. And he, I mean, he wakes up, depending on what shift he's on, he'll wake up at 2 in the morning. And it's it was very rare when I was living there to ever see his bed not made. Well, I remember even on vacation... Yeah. You know, everyone's crawling out of bed and it's vacation and no one gives a shit. He's already up drinking coffee and his bed is made. And I mean, in a way, like it's a reflection of how your life is. Like if you don't give a shit about something little, like the way your bed looks, how do you expect to like, like, I feel like that says a lot about how you see yourself. Like you're messy and you don't care and you don't, Oh, I'll just I'll just hide it. If people come over, I'll hide it. Like, yeah. I think it's Ed Milet has said, and I know other people have said this before, um, but I'm just his fanboy lately. Is he <laughs> says how you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah. And so it's like if you're apathetic about the small shit, how are you ever going to care about the big shit? Right. You know, if you if you can't take the time to accomplish even small goals, you will never be able to accomplish big things. So, and and we don't make our beds often. I mean, we do, we do periodically. It's not on my list of priorities. Um, but it was just something I started thinking about as far as like small victories go, you know, like we woke up on time today. That's a small thing. We went to bed on time, mm-hmm. you know, we read, we read when we said we were going to. And so, you know, making our bed could be another one of those things where I think it just, 
it adds up and it's just those little little tiny deposits every day yeah add up to big things and then pretty soon you're a confident person pretty soon you're like if i say i'm going to do something mm-hmm. like there's no force on earth that is going to keep me from doing this thing because i just i do everything i say i'm going to do and i know that about myself well and it's just like a no-brainer you don't have to like think about it or like well do i really want to do this or like psych yourself up for it it's like going to the gym if you haven't gone to the gym in a while, it yeah. sounds like the worst thing ever. You have to give yourself like an hour-long pep talk and tell yourself how good you'll feel afterwards and blah, blah, blah. But then once you've gone to the gym for enough, I don't even know if it has to be like a like textbook yeah, definition I, of a habit. but Yeah, I know there's a number that after so many times, 21. 21 times it becomes a habit. But I mean, I don't, I don't even though if it needs to be that many. I feel like it's a week. Like if I go to the gym five times in a row, I feel like I'm back. It gets to the point where it's like, you don't even think about it. You're there's so many times when I was going to the gym after work or before that, when I would go every morning, it, I didn't even think about it. It was like just so natural and it, I wasn't even giving myself the option to want to talk myself out of it because it was just, I'm doing this. It's just like, I'm going, I have to go to work today or I, I have to drive to pick up wild from daycare. It's just something you do and you don't think about it. You just do it. Yeah. No, I, I think that's great, great advice. And that's something that, and, and it goes both ways because I think not going to the gym and talking yourself out of it also becomes a habit. And so then yeah. you don't even have to think about it. Like it's not a priority. Like you never even consider going to the gym because it's you've, you've lot, you've got into the habit of not doing that. Yeah. You know, if you eat shit, that becomes a habit to where you don't even have to think about it anymore. You just go spend money and you just eat, eat crappy food. Yeah. And so I think that it, just as positive things, you can get to the point where it just happens. Like it's just a, that gut reaction and you don't think about it anymore. The same thing happens for bad things and negative habits as well where you don't even have to think about it anymore it just is a part of your identity Mm -hmm. and it just happens yeah there's been numerous times because we have like a little tiny market in our break rooms at work that you can just buy stuff um and there's so many times that i would go in there not even necessarily hungry or craving junk or anything but it was just habit i'm like I don't really want this, but I'm going to go buy Swedish fish yeah. or I'm going to go buy M&M's or something. And I'm it's just like, well, this is what it is. It's just. Yeah. Well, and, and I've, I've heard this from a lot of people before and I've never been able to do this. And, and it's just something that I need to, I need to work on. But I've heard people say like, I make the decision one time. Mm-hmm. And so then every time that I'm confronted with that choice, I've already made that choice. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to deliberate and go back and forth and weigh my options. Like I know this is going to be, this is who I am and there's no, there's no conversation. Like it is what it is. I've made the choice already. I don't have to make it a second time. Yeah. And I feel like for me, like every time that I make a choice, the next time that same like obstacle or temptation or challenge comes around, I'm like, well, let's, let's think about this. Do I really need that donut? And then I always end up being like, yeah, I need that donut. Put that donut in my face. Yeah. 
one of the things that I'm doing, and I, I have to to thank Rachel Hollis for this because I'm also become like a huge Rachel Hollis fanboy. You and the rest of the world. Right? I feel like I'm the only one. I like her, don't get me wrong, but I'm just like, I feel like I got burnt out on her before oh. I even read or listened to anything she yeah. ever did. There was a phase where like, I couldn't open up Instagram with seeing a goddamn Rachel Hollis quote mm-hmm. from someone's Instagram page or story or someone just you know, singing her praises. But anyways, one of the things that she has, has talked about in, in her podcast repeatedly is this idea. And I don't think she got it from herself. I think she, she stole it from somebody else, but is this idea that every morning she writes down, um, 10 things that she writes them down as if they've already happened. So that she wants to happen. Like she's kind of, I guess, projecting that into the universe. Right. Yeah. So for example, like one of the ones that she talks about is like, I am, uh, instead of just saying like, I'm a good wife, she says, I, you know, she writes down, I'm an exceptional wife every day. She writes these, these 10 things down. I'm exceptional wife. And that's how she starts her morning because then it's just like, she does things and she's like, is this something that an exceptional wife would say? Is this something that an exceptional wife would do? Is this something that exceptional, the way an exceptional wife would react? And you know, you're not a hundred percent, but she's like, it, it steers my actions and it guides my thoughts. And one of the things that she said that she had put on her list before too, was like, I am a New York times bestselling author. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and I did that for five years, every single day for like five years, I'd write this thing down in the morning and it had never fulfilled. It never happened, but I always had that in my mind and I always kept that present. And so, you know, I, I just did things, little things throughout my day or throughout my week that would kind of make that happen. And so like, that's what I did this morning as I woke up and, you know, before I had consumed any social media or anything like that, got on my phone, checked emails, done anything. I, I have a notebook that I keep by my bed and I wrote down 10 or 11 things that I want to happen or that I want to be true. And I wrote them down as if they were true already. Yeah. Like here, this is the house that I live in. Mm-hmm. This is the job that I have, or this is the money that I make, or these are the things that I'm able to do for my family. And even though those things are like way, way far forward, I think that by keeping them in your mind, you, you start to, to look for, look for ways to, to make those things happen. It's just like, if you're focused on a car that you want to buy, you see it everywhere. You see it everywhere. Yeah, I was listening to Ed Milet's podcast today, weirdly enough, because <laughs> Porter's always been like, listen to this, listen to this, just bombarding me with various self-help podcasts, and not self-help, uh, self-improvement. Yeah, I don't know when that clicked, but some sometime within the last six months or so, that's kind of become all I consume is... Yeah. Anyways, anyway. he... On the podcast I was listening to today, he was interviewing someone, and I don't remember if him or the guy he was interviewing said it, but he's like, if you don't dream about something, you're never going yeah. to achieve it. If you don't have dreams, you're never, you're not thinking about something, you're not putting it in your brain, you're not putting it out there that that is even an option. Well, and he's I think. Like, Go ahead. He said he he walked on this beach when he was a kid, and he saw this gigantic, 
beautiful beach house and he would tell himself every time I'm going to live in that house one day. I'm going to have a house like this one day. Yeah, I'm going to live on the, I'm going to, yeah, I remember him saying that. And he's like, I didn't have parents with money. He's like, we, we weren't anything special. We were good people, but we didn't have a lot of stuff. I wasn't raised in this family where I had the upper hand. Yeah. I remember him saying that was so interesting is there's nothing in my upbringing that should have, that made me think that that was a possibility. Yeah. So I like that because we were talking about that the other day with you see some of these successful people and I like the way he says it. He's like, I didn't start on second or third base yeah, because of my family or the money we had or opportunities or whatever. And he's like, you know, I started, I started on first base and there's a lot of people that you see who were quote unquote entrepreneurs who started and have this million dollar brand. But what you don't see is that, oh, well, their husband makes six figures. Their parents are very wealthy. Yeah, they're a trust fund baby. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're a quote entrepreneur, but you're not necessarily the same starting point as someone who is like completely self-made, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, from the other, the other side of that, you don't see, you see somebody who is, you know, like Ed Milet's, you know, worth hundreds of millions of dollars has, you know, multiple homes and private jets and mm. everything like that. And that's what you do see, but you don't see like in his book, um, he's taught, he talks about, and he's talked about in his podcast before too, where he's like, the thing I'm most grateful about, he's like, in my house is that when I wake up in the morning, I turn the shower on, the water comes out mm. because he's like, when I was first married, and I was barely starting my business. We went through a, a period of time where our water was shut off and we were having to, we couldn't cook, we couldn't clean. He's like, we would have to go down to like, I think they're in like an apartment complex that had a pool. Mm. And so it was like every morning we'd wake up super early and go down to the pool to shower and then rush back up to our rooms hoping that nobody saw us. And so yeah. he's like, even today with everything that I have, I'm most grateful that I can turn the water on mm-hmm. because I know what that's like. And you don't see, you know, unless people are actively talking about like he does, you don't see necessarily like the struggle either. Yeah. And so it's easy to to get down and compare, you know, where the stage that you're at, the season that you're in against somebody else's and be like, well, I'm a piece of shit because I'm poor. Yeah. Versus somebody who has, you know, big things. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just goals. Like no one wakes up and says, I'm going to be a billionaire by the end of this year. And I don't know, maybe they do, but that's not how, that's not a realistic goal setting. It's realistic to start small and to, like you said, build your confidence. And maybe every week you add on to your goal or maybe every month you add a new goal or something. I mean, it's the same with businesses and success and goals like that. Is it? Well, and I've even heard people like, I think, Matt McConaughey has said something along the lines of like that he's he's his own hero or something like yeah and he'll never catch that person like he'll never be that person or oh yeah you know like he's who like do I you want to be in ten years yeah who do you want to be in ten years and and I've pe- heard people that with goals that like they set goals that they'll never ever fully accomplish mm. because every time they get close they push it becomes bigger yeah you know every time that they start to like 
catch up, then that goal evolves and becomes something even that much bigger. And so he's like, I, I just live in this um, like perpetual state of self-improvement. And he's like, I just know that I will never stop, you know, getting better. I will never get to the point where I'm like, cool, I'm done. Like I'm, it's good enough. Yeah. Well, and we've talked about this where you don't see, you see these people who are worth a lot of money and you're like, why wouldn't you just quit? Yeah. You've got everything you could. Yeah. You never have to work again. Why are you still, why are you still working? Because I mean, it's the same thing. You just, it's like a, like a snowball, I guess, effect where not, I don't know, maybe that's not the right thing to say, but you crave being better and you're always improving your goals and making bigger goals. And I don't know. Yeah. I I think, you know, I, and I've seen something similar where someone said like, if you, if you have to ask, if you ask that question, like, why are you still going? Like, if that's your mindset, like you're done, like you're good enough, like mm. you've made enough money. Like, why are you still doing this? The guy was saying, he's like, you will never make that kind of money because you don't understand like the fight or you don't, under- you don't have that hunger mm. to ever get there. You'll be content and you won't, you won't be hungry for it. He's like people who make that money or make that much money, make that much money because they're never content. Like they're never satisfied that hunger is always there and that's why they continually take on new challenges and, and do it is because it's not because of what they've accomplished but it's because of what they haven't yet accomplished yeah and it's like if you're the type of person who looks at that and is just like you're done like quit like live on the beach mm-hmm. like, then you'll probably never be that person who can afford to do that because you don't have that that hunger there's this girl i follow who is into fitness and I think she does like beach body or something but she was saying the other day she's like I hate the idea of like new year's resolutions and then I hate the idea of like I'm getting fit for this or I'm going to do this for this she's like because in your mind you're giving yourself a deadline to yeah, your goal you're giving yourself an out yeah and so and then the idea behind like hating resolutions she's like why would you put off improving yourself or doing things you want to do? You're just purposely prolonging it. And instead of just saying, no, I'm, I want to be this person. I'm going to start today. It's like, uh, the typical, I'll start on Monday or my diet starts on Monday. And then you're just pushing it out and pushing it out and pushing it out. Or, Oh, my cruise is in a month. I'm not going to eat this until I go on my cruise and then cruise comes. Oh, thank God I can eat whatever I want again. And it's like, you're not creating healthy habits. You're just creating this like temporary goal, I guess that you know, you're going to quit. Yeah. You're giving yourself that space. Yeah. As opposed to like, you know, one of my, one of my things that I put on my list today and I, and I don't know how it'll manifest and I, I, but I'm, I know I'm not there yet is fitness is a priority or fitness is one of my top priorities in life. And so I just need to, you know, as I feel like, as I, as I think about that, as I carry that through my day, that's going to affect small choices. Like if I do go out to eat, 
then it's going to affect what I choose to eat for lunch. Mm. It's going to choose, you know, if I decide to have a beer at lunch or not, or if I choose to drink a, a thing of water. And so by keeping that as a as a focus, you know, my hope is that it will kind of inform the rest of my choices. And so I'm I'm so focused on that that kind of the other things in my life will begin to fall in line. And I'll be like, this is such a huge priority for me. Do I really want to do x or do i really want to eat x Mm -hmm. because i'm so focused on this this one goal yeah so and it doesn't have a start or stop time and same thing as like one of mine is to be you know an exceptional husband and father it doesn't have a stop time it doesn't have like i've ever reached this Mm -hmm. it's it needs to be an ongoing everyday battle yeah you know a focus so anyway well, we are late for our sleepy tea. We are. We got to get to it. Take that tea. It's been one day. We only did this last night. And then today, because last night we took it at 8, and now it's almost I feel like nine. it was later than 8, but yeah. Well, that's what time we set the timer. Right. Oh, yeah, because we, we had a late dinner, so we ate like right at 8. But now it's like, oops. 8.56 and I'm getting like antsy over yeah. here like oh my god I know when I'm like go I've, still gotta, I've still gotta edit this this bad boy yeah. so everybody happy new year thank you for uh, if you're still following us and you've been with us long haul we are extremely grateful mm-hmm. if you are brand new and just finding us because somebody shared it with you welcome glad you're here share share with someone else go like and subscribe on iTunes yeah rate and review guys please or rate, whatever. Yeah. Like, rate, whatever. Give us all the stars. We're hungry. Leave us a review. We're thirsty bitches. Thirsty, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this has been another episode of This Is Marriage Podcast. I am Porter. I'm Ashley. Good night. We love you. See you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.